Hello, and welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show, a podcast to help you unlock tremendous growth for your app. My name is Shamant Rao. I'm the CEO of the boutique growth marketing firm, Rocketship HQ, and host of the podcast, Mobile User Acquisition Show. In each episode, we feature experts in the field of mobile growth and discuss strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile growth marketing. By the end of each episode, you will have gained actionable and tactical insights that will help you make more informed decisions in your own work around growth. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is produced by Meryl Vincent, Content Marketing Manager at Rocketship HQ. What do Google's newly announced privacy sandbox initiatives mean for marketers? As you may have read, Google recently announced its Privacy Sandbox initiative for Android. It had announced its Privacy Sandbox for web back in 2019. Now, this is a set of tools and technologies to enable privacy-friendly advertising. Again, the announcement is certainly not surprising, given that nearly all of us expected Google to follow in Apple's footsteps after ATT. But because Google is an advertising company, unlike Apple, the changes are far more clearly thought out and uh, far less disruptive to advertisers than ATT. So there are still open questions, but the details of the actual implementation are still unclear. And the rollout is still two years away, but it's perhaps a good time to start thinking about the longer term implications of these for mobile app-based businesses. So there are a couple of key components that are very different in the privacy sandbox. And we want to unpack these one by one for mobile marketers. Today, we're gonna talk about the topics API, which is one of what Google calls privacy preserving APIs. And this is a key part of the privacy sandbox. We talk about how this fundamentally changes ad targeting and what this means for marketers. Now, we will talk about the other components of the privacy sandbox in subsequent episodes as well. Now, what is the Topics API? The Topics API lets ad network SDKs target different users according to interests or topics that are associated with them. Think of this as interest-based targeting, which means, you know, Shaman, myself, my interests might include health, sport, reading, yada, yada. And obviously in this specific implementation, the interests are defined in a way that does not disclose any personally identifiable information. Now, here's how this actually works in practice. Now, if you look at the show notes, we have annotated versions of Google's documentation with examples to explain exactly how this works. So feel free to go to mobileuseracquisitionshow.com and follow along. So here's how this works. For example, a user has, let's just say, seven apps that are installed on their device, or there could be a sports app, there could be a wellness app, and so on and so forth. Each app has up to three topics associated with it. So ESPN could be associated with soccer, could be associated with statistics, could be associated with travel. And the SDKs that are present in ESPN can read what topic is associated with it. Now, I, as Shamant, start to use ESPN. I maybe use Calm. I maybe play three games. 
Now, the Topics API generates a list of five topics for me as a user. Uh, so I have five interests associated with me. This is built on my recent interactions with the apps that I've been interacting with. And based on this, maybe the Topics API can infer, okay, that five topics associated with Shamant are soccer, wellness, crypto, Europe, stats. I just made that up, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let's just say Jane opens ESPN. SDK is integrated in ESPN. Topics API says, Jane has the topic soccer. Obviously, they're not using the word Jane. They're not having any personal identifiable information. So the ad SDK say app Lavin sees, oh, would you like to show an ad for a user on ESPN whose topic is soccer? ESPN soccer, would you like to show an ad? And app Lavin could choose to show an ad that is appropriate. And they could say, oh, this is a user on ESPN with soccer or ESPN with games. Right, so if it's ESPN plus games, then maybe we'll show a gaming ad. If it's ESPN plus soccer, maybe we would show Ticketmaster. Now, this person, Jane, also starts playing FIFA this afternoon. And there, again, the uh, app Lavin SDK is present. What the SDK sees is, okay, the topic associated is Europe and uh, the person's playing FIFA. So let's see if we can show an ad associated with the topic Europe for the app FIFA. And maybe the SDK is going to show an ad for booking.com. Right? Bear in mind, in this case, even though it's the same user using FIFA and ESPN, the SDK is not going to know it's the same user because the SDK is seeing two different topics for the same user. Let's assume this person, Jane, made purchases through both of these, right? So Jane bought tickets to travel to Europe or bought soccer match tickets. Let's assume the purchase has happened. Then what the SDK can conclude is that the FIFA app can convert well for sports-related ads shown to users with sports-related topics. And this converts twice as well as the combination of Europe as a topic and sports-related apps like, say, ESPN. And obviously, the platform could still combine a lot of this with first-party data. So Facebook could combine a lot of this with interest targeting on Facebook. Google could combine a lot of this with intent data from Google searches. TikTok and YouTube could combine this with video view data. So platforms will have quite a bit of data to train the machine learning models to refine their targeting. Obviously, it remains unclear. Facebook is one big megalith. You could navigate to different parts of Facebook and have different interests or contexts within different parts of Facebook. It's unclear as to how that's going to be handled. But hopefully, you can also see why this is structured the way it is. If you look at Google's documentation, they clearly say the reason that each app gets one of several topics is to ensure that the different apps get different topics, making it harder for apps to cross-correlate the same user. So for example, app A might see topic one for the user, but app B might see topic two. This makes it difficult for the two apps to determine that the information is associated with the same user. So how does this affect campaign performance if you're running ads on an ad network on Android? As you can see, the GAID is nowhere in the picture here, right? So there is no unique identifier. 
And yes, this does let you collect enough data on publishers and topics to train your ML models if you are an SDK provider. The one thing that is absolutely worth remembering with all of this is that non-purchase signals are very, very poor predictors of purchase behavior. So you could potentially see aggregated purchase behavior, you could see site-level purchase behavior, but in the absence of individual purchase behavior, you should expect performance to be much, much worse than before, than just now, rather, right? Also, each user has five topics. And if you look at the example I shared, the five topics that the SDK is accessing about the user could be about a very, very small sliver of a user's persona, right? If I have the topic Europe, is that because I'm an American that lives in Europe? Is that because I'm an American that wants to visit Europe? Because I'm an economist doing research, I'm reading a book about Europe. It's just going to be hard to identify any other defining characteristics about me just from a limited set of topics. So you should absolutely expect performance deterioration compared to today. And obviously, this framework is much more clearly thought out than SKR network, which does not address targeting at all and also does a very ham-handed job of managing attribution, which we will talk about in the context of the privacy sandbox in a subsequent episode, right? So hopefully this helps you understand a little bit under the hood of how targeting is going to work and change. And I hope this episode gives you an idea of how things will shake up within hopefully two years uh, on Android. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. If any of this was helpful or instructive, I would love for you to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. This podcast takes a ton of time, effort, and love to produce, and I deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share.